0: Please welcome to the show actor, writer, producer Heidi Lynch. Hi,
1: Cream.
0: Ah, there you are. Hey, where are you? <laughs> Excuse me, I am well. How are you?
1: really good yeah
0: excellent thank you so much for uh spending some time with me today
1: yeah thanks for having me this is no, great
0: no worries so are you in london are you in Toronto? i'm in london ontario <laughs> Not ontario
1: yeah i am in canada until um next week i'm gonna fly back to the uk
0: is that where you're from
1: uh i live there now but i'm from canada okay yeah. I'm I've been pretty much splitting my time 50/50. I tried to move there and then as soon as I did I needed to come back here for work. So
0: I've sort of been in both places. Oh, okay, okay. What took yeah. you to uh What took you to London? Work? Uh, my partner.
1: Okay. So, yeah, my partner is an actor in England and um yeah, it just made the most sense to move there. I don't know if we'll stay there forever, but yeah but that's where we are right now yeah
0: nice nice yeah because when i was doing some research i saw london uk and i'm like oh my goodness she's like i got to figure out what time it was (laughs) where uh where you were welcome
1: to my life (laughs) i was figuring out what what uh what time zone anybody is in but um it's been nice to be in canada for two months i mean it's been weird because the world's been weird but um but it's been good to be in the same time zone as Perry and
0: my family
1: and nice. for the launch and everything.
0: Nice. And how's your partner in the UK? She's doing well?
1: Yeah, she's doing okay. I think, um, <laughs> just doing the best that she yeah, can. We you all know. are, Right. Yeah. Missing family, uh, missing the industry obviously, but sure. just, just feeling grateful if you're healthy and of course. you have food and a roof over your head. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I, I i remember speaking with uh with Perry i think last last week, and um you guys have been really busy. I guess you guys have had things to do oh my gosh, we've been just swamped
1: yeah, we have not experienced a lull or a lack of productivity or a, you know a longing to have purpose. We've been really the opposite in full overdrive. Um, And even now the show is launched, which is great, but we're, you know, enjoying the fruits of our labor and promoting it. And we're on social media and we're marketing the show and um, yeah, we're, we've got a lot of work to do until about September. So amazing. It's lucky. You almost feel guilty, Uh, but it's, yeah,
0: we're lucky for sure. So, so tell me about what you guys have been doing over the past, I guess since since mid March. Um Yeah.
1: Well we were in post production when everything hit. So we were in this really lucky spot where we had shot all of our footage. So we didn't need to do anything that went against social distancing because we could everything just had to move on to Zoom calls, which was yeah. hard a little bit, but you know but we were able to get everything done because we just were the editors were finishing but you know they would do a cut and upload it to vimeo and we would all comment virtually and then sound mixing was the very last step and um and that was all done remotely too it wasn't ideal but it got done so sure yeah
0: yeah and 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 in terms of promoting it have you ever had to like this must be a different sort of experience rather than you know promoting going into maybe radio stations or podcast studios or whatever the case uh uh meeting people who write in magazines and coffee shops to now everything is out of your home office or home dining room or whatever mm-hmm. it is that must be very totally,
1: different totally yeah it is. It is really different. Um, some of it is similar, like some radio stuff feels a bit similar. It would have been much more fun to go in person. But I did a, a couple of interviews with um, people in Ireland. So oh. that would have been done remotely anyway. And sure. then we did a, um, an interview for eTalk, which is like a big show in Canada, which it's would have been so here. fun there. Would go to their set and stuff, but yeah. we did that remotely with a video chat, and that's going to get aired the first week of june and it wasn't the same, but it was fun and it was funny, and it was a really like nice way to connect, so I guess you know it's just everything's going to have to be reimagined for a while
0: yeah, I it's, think so it's
1: strange, but yeah, I hope we all take some good from it and learn some new ways of either appreciating the way things were or reframing them and, and incorporating some of this work-life balance stuff into our lives going forward.
0: Yeah. How, so May 18th is when the series dropped. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just on Monday. They actually, TV actually dropped it the night before and didn't tell us and we had people being like, the show's on. And we were like, what? Um, <laughs> But better early than late. And we yeah. had a little bit of holdups with Amazon Prime in the U.S. and the U.K., but that's fully functional now, too. So
0: we are all over the place. That is amazing. So, yeah. t- tell me, tell me about, so tell me about like the night of the 17th or the day of the 18th, like all this work um, that you guys have been doing for, what, five years, I've been told, um, and especially over the past few months where you're working from home. Tell me about yeah. tell me about that day.
1: Well, it was interesting. We were supposed to go to Las Vegas in April. It was gonna be Perry's birthday, but we were also going to Klexicon, which is a big convention um, okay. for queer female-driven web series, basically. And we were gonna screen the pilot and we were gonna go to Vegas, and it was gonna be this great celebration for Charlie and Perry and I to sit around a pool and be like, we did it. Um, that so amazing. that obviously was canceled. Yeah. Um, but clexicon was amazing and they really tried to move as much online as they could so we still got to screen the pilot as part of their virtual festival and we were the closing night screening which was on the 17th so we oh, still wow. got to do yeah we still got to do
0: um was some that the zoom chat you had with
1: yeah so okay, that was the bit Q&A. of a yeah so we screened the pilot and then we did a Q&A and a lot of our cast and crew showed up for it which was really nice oh that's nice and yeah and we did a QA. and a and then after the Q&A ended it was so cute like when I think it I don't know if it was our director someone messaged me and was like I think we should go back on another zoom so we just had another zoom after until late in the night and we just drank and laughed and yeah talked. and then randomly we have um I didn't realize I was sending the Zoom invite out to like our whole cast and crew and we have some 12 year olds in the cast. And it was like 1130 at night, we'd all been drinking. And then this actress named Burva Pandya signed on and she's like 12 or 13 and she was like, hi guys. I we like, oh, I forgot that I sent this to the children. But it was so nice to see her face. She's this amazing um, up and coming actress in Toronto. And it was just really nice to see her face. Uh, but, yeah, so it still felt like some sort of a celebration, and then I also was so touched, my friends in the u k yeah. suggested and arranged a screening party, so oh. I watched all the episodes with them on um on Monday on the eighteenth, and we like watched three episodes and then we 'd hop on a zoom and talk about it, watch three episodes, oh. hop on a zoom and talk about it, so it really felt like I was doing some sort of connecting oh, with other
0: people. That's so amazing. That was,
1: yeah, that was really nice.
0: That's How is it to watch your your work with other people? So it's one thing, you know, we go into a theater maybe, and it's dark or a screening room and it's dark. Yeah. And may, and maybe you could sneak out. Yeah. But like on Zoom, people can see whether you're
1: there. I know,
0: so yeah. T- tell me about that experience of watching your work.
1: I mean – it's funny because it becomes, it's not, you know, it's not just mine anymore. It's not just ours anymore. Like we share it with this whole group of mm. incredibly talented people. So as much as I was nervous for what people thought, like I was really absorbing it for the first time myself because I wasn't oh, wow. looking at it with some critical eye or something that I need to, needed to answer. and And the work that, our production designer did and our DOP did and our gaffer did was just washing over me I was just I was just m- like mesmerized by how talented they all are like it looks beautiful It's shot beautifully wow. the music there's so many parts of it that I didn't do that are that as a spectator I'm just obsessed with and thinker is oh, that's beautiful. okay. But yeah, but then we, I was also lucky because you know, I mean my friends and family have seen me in things that are bad. They've come to see me in plays that are not good. Some of them are honest and some of them are like, that was great, but you can always tell. But I had all, you know, my three older brothers and their partners were all just like, we're so happy. It's actually good. We would have supported you anyway, but it's really good, Heidi. And I was like, yay. And, you know, my friends laughed and it, yeah, it, I, I really, that is one thing I am really sad about. It would have been pretty magical to sit in a dark theater with perry and charlie and listen to our whole community react to the show yeah that would have been really 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 meaningful but i know you know we'll do it for season two and we did our best for the 17th and the 18th but i still really felt like we got a launch and a release and we celebrated and yeah
0: that's amazing and i and i saw somewhere i think i saw yesterday you guys have been accepted into like a uh a film fest. Yeah, web
1: fest in Seoul Korea. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Virtually again, I I guess. Yeah.
1: Right? I think they're trying to I think they're gonna make a decision soon about what they're doing, but I'm assuming it's probably gonna have to go virtual. And when is that? Uh it's in June.
0: Oh, so very soon. Okay. So like yeah. now. Next yeah. week maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very soon.
0: So tell tell let's let's go back um to Port Dover. That's where you met perry yeah um how did you guys click
1: um well we met and we had like a really really dramatic first week of getting to know each other like we um we didn't know each other at all then we got cast in this play and then i got a message from perry being like do you want to live together when hi i'm perry do you want to live and i was just like could that could be a recipe for a disaster because actors don't always get along and you're in a small cast and you're going to spend the whole summer together if you live together. So, but I just said, yes, I don't really know why. I was just like, yeah, that's a great idea. So she had a car and she was like, I'll come pick you up at your house and we'll drive from Toronto to Port Dover. And I was like, great. And, um, like two minutes before she showed up at my door, my mom called and she said, Heidi, something really bad happened. And I was like, Oh God, what is this going to be? She told me that her little brother died. Oh. And, um, and that was the first time someone so close to me had died. So it was, I was just very shocked and, and my uncle was a really sweet guy. And Perry showed up at my door like two minutes later and I was a mess and she just gave me a hug. Oh. And we didn't know each other and she just like gave me a hug and didn't say anything and it was really sweet. Oh. And then we drove to Port Dover and I was like laughing and crying because I was just like in shock and it was super sure. weird. And she was such a sweet friend, she was wonderful. And then we started rehearsals, and then like three days later, um, she got a phone call that her parents were getting divorced. They decided they were getting divorced, and that really blindsided her. So I was there for her during that. And we just had a really weird summer where we were both both going through things in our personal lives. I'd also just started dating a woman for the first time and hadn't told anybody, and she was trying to grapple with what our parents were going through and we just we just hung out on a beach in port dover with some weird motorcycle people and did a play and uh tried to laugh our way through it yeah Um, port
0: Port dover isn't that the place where friday the 13th all the psych? yeah that is the place
1: it is the place yeah they've got a theater they've got the beach they've got the motorcycles so that's pretty much it but it's great
0: what play were you guys in together
1: um, it's called The Ghost Island Light by Peter Cawley. It was a new play. Okay. Um, yeah, I played like a Victorian trophy wife who gets possessed by an evil spirit. Okay. And Perry played like the person who scrubs the decks at the lighthouse and she kind of looks like a boy. But she's not she takes her hat off and then she's a pretty girl, and then she <laughs> ends up with a guy at the I don't know yeah it was a yeah it was it was yeah yeah, it was fun it was nice. a play that was like finding its legs
0: okay yeah,
1: yeah. good so it's
0: interesting where both of you are sort of going through i don't know whether it's traumatic experiences but you're going through stuff emotional yeah. stuff yeah was there was there ever a time when you're like, I need you now. And she she might be, you know, I need you now. Like, how do you, it's interesting. Like who leans on who and and how do you, how did you manage that or or go through that together?
1: Yeah. I think, I think right off the bat, we just kind of ebbed and flowed. Like we were pretty good at intuiting when the other person needed someone and um, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, you know, we've definitely gotten into a, points later in our friendship where we were both in a mood or we were both in a moment where we needed someone and we'd have an argument or something and that that gets reflected in um avocado toast as well there's definitely a scene of that the friendship's not all perfect but i think it's like you know it's a cautionary tale too that we sometimes i feel like in friendships you can lean too much on people or you can Expect too much from people and it's sort of up to everyone as an individual
0: to take care of themselves
1: mm. um, Yeah, yeah, I think we explore that in the show.
0: Yeah, I think people are exploring that now looking after themselves
1: Yeah It's right? a fine line too because you, you like, you know, you you want to be able to depend on people but sure, But being mindful when friends in your life become when that's all the friendship becomes you know, mm, yes. um, I like to use the term energy vampire, um, when people just drain you and they're not giving you anything back.
0: They're just, like, take, I think we take all need take. to be
1: mindful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. What did, um, what did your folks think when you told them, Hey, I'm making a movie they, or a TV I show? Mean, sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, they, um, they, you know, they've, they've always known that I I've always been interested in in the arts and in performing and um but now they
0: were going to be in it
1: right well it's like no not not based on them in any way shape or form at
0: all so they're they're not swingers
1: no no okay. no, no, no 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 no, not at all no what,
0: what did they think though when you portrayed them that way
1: well it's not it's not them so they're you know it, Yeah. It's not at all. So, so nothing. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you guys decide that, that this project that you were going to do together would be about this moment in your life?
1: Um, well we, so we left the, the, we left Port Dover, we left the play and we were just sort of like, we didn't want to stop working together. We really enjoyed working on the play together and we just sort of felt like we'd really been through something and mm-hmm. that other people could benefit from hearing about it. And it sort of just became for fun. I don't think it was really serious off the top. We just started writing it together because we just were like, I don't know if it was like a th- therapeutic or, yeah. or what the point was, but we were having fun doing it anyway. Um, and then I randomly submitted us to this competition called the Kale Turnin Awards and okay. we got shortlisted. So we were like, oh, other people think it's interesting. Maybe we should try harder. Yeah.
0: And all, and all you submit is like a script or a Yeah, a just synopsis? a script. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really, really good. Um, the production of the – when I first saw – when I saw the try I saw the trailer first, and I was like, wow, this is independent. Very well made.
1: Yeah, we spent mm-hmm. money on that trailer. There's an original <laughs> trailer you can find on
0: YouTube. Oh really?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's our second trailer. So we made a first trailer, then we got some traction and we submitted it to some grants and things. Yeah, then yeah. we crowdfunded and we raised some money and then we spent about 5 grand on that second trailer. So oh, wow. it's still very indie. Like nobody was getting paid. All the money's on screen. But it does yeah. look like the production value is Yes. Pretty beautiful, I think.
0: It doesn't look and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it doesn't look, you know, Canadian.
1: Yeah, we've gotten that comment a lot. I'm yeah. like, I know that's a compliment. It's
0: funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, I, there was—is it Meg or Mag Duffman? Is it Mag like, Ruffman? Yeah, Mag Ruffman. I'm sorry. Yep, that's good. Okay. I, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> Mag, I saw her and I go, wait, I know this actress. Oh
1: yeah, from,
0: from somewhere. So I, I, you know, I, I went on uh, the old Google and saw that she, yeah, she's been in some iconic Canadian. Uh, TV shows. Oh, yeah. And you guys happen to be friends as well.
1: Yeah, well, we met doing a play too, actually. Oh, wow. Um, We met doing a play at Theatre Orangeville. And, um, yeah, she played my mom in the play. And we just became fast friends. Okay. And we've been friends ever since. And she's she's
0: wonderful, yeah. She's been your uh, second mom, it seems now. She's been my fake mom, yeah. (laughs) Fake mom. (laughs) A couple times now. Is this... tell me about this transition you started in theater Mm -hmm. um you're now doing i'm i don't know if you've left theater behind or where you know what your future holds or what you're focused on but tell me about that transition from from theater live reactions you you sort of know if you're doing well or not right away um and going into you know television the small screen
1: yeah i mean they're they're very different for sure i don't I haven't left theater behind. I did a play last summer in London, England. I did Twelfth Night, which was very rad to do Shakespeare in England and get paid to do that. That was like felt sure. like a milestone. But I'm not I'm not actively pursuing in any way, shape, or form. It's sort of like if it comes to me and it's a great project and I have time, because it's a time commitment and it's a massive pay cut. You have to live very cheaply to do theater especially in England mm. doesn't mean it's not worth it I think theater can be incredible but um, yeah it it you know it's a it's a super different art form but but I think at the end of the day story is story and your acting technique changes for sure it's a yeah. lot smaller for film and TV but being authentic and honest doesn't change so I think, you know, doing the two, they do, they do translate and one can actually learn a lot from the other, I think. But, um but in terms of like producing and writing and creating for TV, like yeah. that's a massive shift. And it's the thing that I'm most excited about right now. Like I think producing might be where I put more of my energy now over acting.
0: Tell me about that because I'm not in that space at all. Tell me about sort of the, the differences and, and why you find sort of TV production to be, um, you know, something you really want to sink your teeth into.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to say this without being offensive. <laughs> um, I, I, I've never felt like I fit in with actors ever. Okay. I to our director on set uh, and she was really sweet and she was like, I think that's what makes you a good actor. But it, it's just, it is oh. such, it serves a higher purpose but it's uh, by the nature of the job, you have to be so self-involved. You have to, to get the job done. Um, and it, that just sort of goes against my nature. I really like being somebody else's hero. That's where I feel like I'm fulfilling my life's purpose.
0: You'd rather like support yeah. someone rather than be that person. Yeah, I mean,
1: if I'm the best person for the job, I really enjoy being the person.
0: Okay. But
1: I didn't realize how much I like orchestrating the perfect environment for someone else to walk in and do their job. Like, that's really satisfying and really fun. And it also uses a different part of my brain and gives me a lot of agency. It's hard as an actor and a woman in an industry where women are portrayed in a particular way. Mm-hmm. To feel like you get to be in charge or in control of anything, and you get to be in charge or in control of creating the world that you want to live in and you want to see represented. Yeah. As an actor, you don't. I don't feel that way very much of the time. As a producer, I get, and as a writer and a producer, I can create the stories that I think the world needs, and then I can find the right people to make them happen. And when they happen, it's magic. And I truly feel like I'm contributing to something very meaningful. I'm affecting change. And I'm helping people. And wow. as an actor, that has happened before, but it's a lot fewer and far between.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And is, is, it, is it because you're acting for a camera versus acting for like a live audience? Is, is, is it a different sort of no you're
1: both still acting and your your journey as your track as an actor is just really about you and what you're doing okay and as a producer it's about absolutely everything outside of yourself
0: ah okay that makes sense to me yeah um avocado toast so I've, i've watched up until the two of you Go on a road trip. I can't. I don't know what episode that is. Four or five. Yeah, so I've that, watched
1: six. That's six. Sorry, okay. Six. So
0: yeah. So, so then I've watched five episodes. Then awesome. Um, yeah. And there's no avo- You're the guy. I don't see anyone eating avocado toast. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
1: wait till episode seven. You'll okay. So, this, that that is.
0: so so but tell me about the name. The name of the show. Why you guys decided to oh, about yeah. that? I mean,
1: it's definitely a buzzword. It's it's. I wanted a symbol that represented a divide between millennials and baby boomers. Cuz the other thing we talk what we do talk about in the show is yes. sexuality and that's divisive between the two generations in our context. So ah. I wanted a symbol of something that divided millennials and baby boomers.
0: Interesting because at first glance so the name you go okay it's about millennials avocado toast right um but as you're watching you know you watch the first episode and like the name goes by the wayside it's about these two young women going through these experiences. Um, And it's only until you see different things, like you see how you react to your parents. Um, It's how Perry's character uh, reacts to her, her mom seeing someone that's her age. Yeah. Basically Um, you see, I think it's your character where your student comes out to you and it's like, Oh wow. There's like three different generations in this TV show and how they deal with sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was very, is that sort of, it, w- was that what you wanted to write about and talk about in the, in the series? A hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Wow. And also create representation for women older than 40 playing something other than a grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, it was very important to us.
0: It was interesting to see, Mag, that that one scene where she's welding something or she's teaching yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't see that.
1: I know, it's amazing. And that's as a producer and a writer. And you got Mag, to my do friend, that. I know she welds. And I'm like, you never see welding on TV. No. Let's, like, shake up our image of, of women with beautiful gray hair and let's make her rock a welding kit. Like, she does it in real life. So... As a producer, I knew that would be a great thing that to you do. Can and do yeah, that. it's so interesting because you don't see that. I love I love putting things on screen that you haven't seen before. That's maybe my favorite thing in the world.
0: As I talk about it, it reminds me of that Netflix show, uh, Frankie and Grace. Grace and Frankie? Frankie and yeah. Grace? Yeah, yeah. Right, where there's two strong older women yep. um, that are going through life, that are making things happen. It's not just yeah. we're at home waiting for the grandkids to come and visit.
1: Totally. And the women in Grace and Frankie are like 10 years older than Brenda and Meg. But yes, you have to like create some depth for female yeah. characters. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so Schitt's Creek, hugely popular TV show here in Canada. I think it's getting buzzed down in the States. Um, what impact do shows like that have on this whole conversation around representation and sexuality what are your thoughts on that
1: like ma- massive impact you know uh anything that is popular in the mainstream that normalizes the normal and what i mean is queer by that <laughs> yeah. uh is good and helps everyone you know it just helps everyone bring it into everyone's home we have to we've seen so much representation for stories one way for the heteronormative storylines. Yeah. And television has a massive power and with that comes a huge responsibility to give everybody a seat at the table and make sure everyone's represented.
0: That's amazing. Um you have a line when you first when your character first comes out to Perry's character. Um but I want to preface the question with this so a number of years ago when I first started podcasting I've been involved in in the in the in the scouting movement in Canada for Almost 10 years. Um, And on Facebook, there was uh, uh, another leader slash scouter of mine. And there are these pictures of him with another guy. And I'm looking. Is Ali gay? I didn't know what he was. And then I find that, oh, my goodness, he's engaged. So I give him a call. Anyway, so we end up in studio together because I wanted to ask him. Mm -hmm. He's he's a soldier. Uh, He happens to be Muslim. And he's gay. And I wanted to just, you know, unravel all of this. Yeah. Um. And one of the things he said to me, because we started talking about, you know, do you go to gay pride parade? He goes, cream. I'm just Ali Hirji. I just happen to like guys. Yeah. And you have a line in there where you say, I'm just Molly. Yeah. Can you, can you help, t- help me, help us understand the power of that. I'm just Molly. Because that's very important, I think.
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know, and everyone has a different opinion and everyone has that opinion for their own reasons. And I understand and see the importance of labels for lots of communities. And the label really helps some people discover who they are. For me, it alienated me from realizing things because I felt like because I didn't feel comfortable with a label that I wasn't that thing. So I just felt lost. And I've just slowly come to realize that I, you know, I think because it it was scary because I felt like with a label that I was saying all of these things about myself that I don't even know mm. are true yet, and I just felt like I was I was just Heidi and I happened to love a, a girl. Yeah. But I, you know, I also there was just no bisexual representation I had ever really seen. So okay, and I knew I wasn't a lesbian, so I was very confused um yeah I'm still figuring it out for myself sometimes I feel very comfortable calling myself bisexual and I find it helpful
0: yeah and sometimes I'm just Heidi you're just Heidi yeah and you're engaged now I think
1: um who told you that
0: yes oh my goodness did I read it somewhere no no I'm so sorry (laughs) I (laughs) I thought I read it someone said something I or, or I read it somewhere. I am so sorry. No, that's okay. I'm going to have to fire my research staff of one.
1: No worries. It's fine.
0: Um, but then, so how how is it, like, do you see yourself as a role model then? Uh, do you want know. to be seen Does as one? Does
1: anybody see themselves as a role model? I don't see I myself don't as a role model, no. But I do have very strong opinions and I don't mind sharing them. Okay. Um yeah, I'm not afraid to have an opinion. And I think that speaking up when you do have a platform to do that is important. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell tell me about the excitement of, of season two being picked up. Has it been picked up? You said <laughs> it, you said you're working on season two.
1: Oh yeah. We don't have anything confirmed. Okay. It takes, you know, it's a long road. It's a long okay. road, but we're definitely gonna do it. So when you hit that cliffhanger at the end of season <laughs> one, don't be disappointed.
0: Ah, okay. Um,
1: yeah, nothing is confirmed, obviously, but okay. we're hoping to we're gonna start writing, and we're hoping that um we'll be shooting next spring. But who knows what's going on in okay. the world? Okay. All right.
0: right. So you're gonna you're gonna make it, whether or not it shows on uh, Out TV or Netflix or.
1: I mean, COVID course. permitting, we're gonna try. Uh, yeah. Yes, but I course. think that there's a lot of uncertainty to mine through. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll be shooting by next spring. That would be ideal.
0: Now I hope so. I'm, that's almost like two strikes on me so far. <laughs> I, I, I hope this next one. Are you working on an audio book about vampires?
1: I am. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm working on an audiobook about vampires. It's tell true. me about this. Uh, yeah, it's written by Cece Wood. It's called Bite Me. Um, yeah, I just started working on audiobooks, and it's been very fun. Um, the author's great. She's wonderful. She gives great notes, and she's written a very funny, saucy female character, um, as the lead, and I get to do a Scottish accent, because the vampire, the man vampire is Scottish. So Ah.
0: Very nice. Um, what's what's next for, for you?
1: For me, going yeah. back to England, just continuing to promote and market uh, uh, Avocado Toast season one. I'm developing another web series with Alexander Nunez, who's in. Um, he plays Jordan, Jonathan Jordan, in Avocado Toast. Uh-huh. Uh We're developing that, and Matt Ruffman and I are developing a television show called Mother's Rum about um female rum runners in the 1920s in canada so wow yeah so just writing a lot and marketing
0: is that is that uh mother's rum is that based on like historical
1: yeah it's an amalgamation of many different stories but it's really heavily based in research for sure
0: that is amazing
1: yeah
0: heidi this has been really really fun
1: awesome thank Thank you you so
0: much for this so uh, so avocado toast the series it's available now. Out TV Go, uh, here in Canada, Amazon Prime, uh, in the U.S. and in the U.K. Yeah, and uh, you've got a really fun website. What's that one again?
1: www.avocadotoasttheseries.com. We've got tons of additional content and videos and blogs yeah. and uh, everything you need to know.
0: Wonderful. Listen, all the best for for this this uh, show um it's like it's got a life of its own you guys are 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 gonna do really really well with it and all the best to you
1: amazing you too yeah thank you so much stay safe thank you you as well bye
0: bye